Dare to walk a new path. Dare to strike out and find new ground. Audiences and critics have found a new and different kind of movie. A movie that's left them cheering and touched their lives. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams in the most highly acclaimed movie of the year, Dead Poet Society. Language was developed for one endeavor, and that is to communicate. No! Gene Shalit hailed Dead Poet Society as a classic, one of the most magnificent motion pictures I've seen. Tear out the entire introduction. Rip, shred, tear. It's a compelling drama. Robin Williams' acting will astonish you. Rave sneak previews. This is a battle, a war, and the casualties could be your hearts and souls. And Joel Siegel proclaims Robin Williams brilliant. Robin Williams, he'll make you laugh. I like fire and I give him a 42, but I can't dance to it. He'll make you feel. Seize the day. I'm going to do it. He'll make you care. Medicine, law, business, engineering. These are noble pursuits. But poetry, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. Touchstone Pictures presents Dead Poet Society. Discover for yourself what all the cheering is about. All right. Uh, go, Gogs. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is week three of Jack the Hawks. I will remember that by week four. Are we even having a week four, or are we going to do the year in review? I don't know. I feel like we keep going back and forth on it. I actually have watched, apparently, like 10, 20, 20 movies somehow. So. I'm, I'm fine with doing an end-of-the-year thing. But anyway, we watched Dead Poets Society, a movie about boys. In a it is uh, basically uh, Shawshank Redemption for preppy rich kids. Yes, yeah. I think I said it's outside Providence for finance bros. That's exactly what it is. <clears throat> I loved it. It's very, very white. Oh, yeah. Possibly the whitest thing we've ever watched. You don't see a person. You yeah, don't see a perfect color until one guy sneaks away to the football game, and there's uh, an African American guy in the drum line, and that's like the only dude in the entire movie. that's not just that one guy raps. Yeah, oh, the yeah, one guy invents rap. Raps. That was yeah, a, that, that was a scene that happened in the film. That certainly did. Uh, all right, uh, what'd y'all watch this week? <laughs> What? No, not <laughs> no. Straight, straight hey, do in. Hear, do you still hear that echo now? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Now I don't. No. Yeah. What'd you ass, do? Ass, okay. ass. I, I shut the headphones off. Now I'm just like using it like a telephone. Oh, oh hey, all right. A real it asshole. It cut it off completely. It sounds fine now. Okay. Yeah, that's like way phone. better. That's it. Like a real phone. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm oh, in. All right. Hey, Sean, what did you watch this week? Uh, I watched two things. Two things? Okay. Two We're not doing things? that anymore. No, thanks. And uh, I think one of them TJ watched, so I was going to table it. And yeah. the other one was one I think he also watched before, and I wish we watched for the show because like, I could talk about it endlessly, but I watched Vivarium. I like just finished watching it. Oh, what you good? think? You, I, I think, TJ, it. you liked it, right? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I I love that it. it's a uh, it's yeah. I'm trying to think it's like it, the best way to describe it gogs and I don't think it's a spoiler because the movie's like really unsubtle which I like about it yeah is that it's Dark City meets Roe versus Wade 
Oh, <laughs> that's a much better letterbox review than I came up with. <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, what's his name? Um, it's, Social it's, Network. It's guy. a uh, it's a re it's reuniting the cast from uh, Art of Self Defense. It's Imogene yeah, it's a, it's a and sequel. Yeah, it's the sassy sister film. Of, <laughs> Why can't um, think of that guy's name now? Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg and Imogene Poots. Right on. It's on. I think it's on Prime right now. I keep seeing it yeah, pop up. It is. Okay. It's uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's again. This isn't spoiler. Like, should I say what the conceit of the movie is? Because like, unless you're a total idiot, you'll figure it out literally the first ten seconds of the movie. Like, mm, kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't spoil it. I mean, it's still okay. like a lot of people still haven't seen it. Including Gogs. I think right. Gogs would like it too. It's it's a movie that's got like a lot of interesting things to say about gender roles and falling into tra- traditional like relationship roles. Mm. And it's also like a got a wildly dark pro-choice message, I think. Is yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, is there tit? Is that what you said? Yes. There's no, there's no tit. But um, no, like it's it's a movie. I think you have to watch. With, like it's hard to give you like the the five minute synopsis of it without actually talking about like the entire theme of the. There's movie. no elevator so, pitch, like, is what you're telling me. No, no I gave it to you. Oh, okay, well, I mean, like, you could say that the ele- like the the like the 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 the, uh, the screed on the back of the box is basically Imogene Poots and Jesse Eisberg are a young couple. They they are looking for a house in this weird idyllic kind of new community that's prop that's popped up and they it's like this weird sort of surrealist kind of thing because they they see the house then the guy that shows them the house goes away and they try to drive around and there's like you can't get out of this development and then a baby shows up and then if there's you your move s- if you oh. saw the trailer like it's again it's not you knew what the the plot of the movie was like immediately, right? Like before, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I think I complained about it. Like there's a there's this little like Jesse Eisenberg is like a groundskeeper at like an elementary school or something, and yeah. they talk about this bird that like I guess the bird lays its eggs and then like or no the bird the bird like steals another bird's eggs and raises its eggs or something like that. No, the they find dead birds. I um, fucked it up. And, <laughs> no, yeah, it's like the birds raise a lizard, right? Like that's like that's like a no, thing that's, that happens. That's the same thing. You're thinking of the Simpsons. Oh no, that's fruity. Just call me mom. No, uh, <laughs> a, a little girl finds two dead birds in the grass. It's like what happened? It's like maybe a cuckoo did it. And they're like, why? It's like because oh, they can't make nests of their own. And they're like, why? It's like I don't know. It's just nature. And he goes, that's horrible. And it's like it's only horrible sometimes. Yeah. Well, I and like I think I. I complained about that scene because it, it's like it really does spell out the entire movie like yeah. right away. But I still loved it. I thought the movie was yeah. great. I thought uh, Imogene Poots stole the show. I thought she was well, fantastic. She, she steals a sh- everything she's in, like Green Room. Uh, this, I mean, not as much a Green Room because the part's not as like showy. Yeah, but uh, but she's great. Oh, in self defense. Oh yeah, there's a minor, minor, minor. Minor, minor nitpick where Jesse Eisenberg appears to be doing an accent of some sort at the beginning of the movie, and it just kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that was. Apparently, Imogene Poots is in a remake of Black Christmas. Hmm. Yeah, it came uh, out last winter. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's, it's right. a. Anyway, it's a super strong recommend for me. Like, I can't say enough good things. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I really. It's enjoyed very it. Twilight Zone, like Richard Matheson-y kind of like. And again, it's not subtle. It's not a movie where it's like you're you're spending 
you know, the whole movie leading up to the Zig reveal, and w- even the reveal you get, I can see why people think it'd be like very anticlimactic. But it's not really about that. It's not a mystery no. movie. It just got those kind of trappings. But the other thing I watched was a uh, VFW. But I know TJ saw that, so I'll just sit on it yeah, until he t- talks. It's tabled. I watched that. Uh, Alec. Oh man! All right, time Alec for my week. One hundred forty-seven things. <laughs> no, I only had one. I only finished Amazon. I didn't. Have- <laughs> <laughs> he's at the end of Amazon. Now he's got to move on to a different streaming service. Am I an idiot? Am I the only one who just recently noticed that they have a thing at the top that says "Watch for Free" and it filters no, out all the? It, it just it literally. No, it's like, been there for a while. I, I didn't know that. So. Until I didn't know it was there for a while. I didn't I notice noticed that it like this week. Like, yeah, I thought it was a new thing because I haven't. I I swear it popped up. Recently. Yeah, I noticed it this week, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Then I don't have to like, yeah, sift through. Sift through. I think, I think oh, it used to be I... called free to you, maybe. No, but I don't there know. Was, there was I... they, they had an option like that. No, I well, I just just take free zos from bezos and take it from. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I watched six things. God damn. Uh, Christmas vacation. Still, oh, great. still great stellar. Movie. Very, very good movie. Slaps. You know, uh, Alec. Real quick about Christmas Vacation. That's the first time I saw what a Walmart was. I thought it was a fake store because we didn't have them when that movie came out. Oh, uh, I guess you're right. I never really yeah. put that together that they were at a Walmart. But yeah, I would have. I wouldn't have known a fucking. Yeah, they were Walmart. Midwest, right? Because they're Chicago. Uh, yeah, they Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they. The headquarters in Alabama, but yeah, Walmart's out here until like we were the in 90s, what, high think. school. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Walmart and Eldersburg opened, it was like a huge deal. Do you remember yeah. how nice that Walmart was when they first opened? Like it was like so and it, clean and, and fully stocked, and now it's like a fucking war zone. <laughs> and it had the McDonald's inside that had yes. like some really good fries. <laughs> yes. Somehow their fries were better than McDonald's an eighth of a mile down the road. <laughs> You know they closed that McDonald's. Uh, the other one? Yeah, the one down the street. I, the I one drove. on Oklahoma Road. Really? Yeah. That's shocking that a McDonald's would close. Or maybe it's just yeah. being renovated. But they were like the building Mc- all knocked down. McDonald's like, doesn't do that. They'll they'll shut their shit down to like rebuild from the ground up. Yeah, they want to give it one of the new McDonald's that looks like some kind of brutalist nightmare. Oh, God, you stole my bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like the new Taco Bells that look like Chipotle's. Yeah, those are red. Um, watched. So we were talking about it last week for a little bit, so I ended up watching it. The Muppet movie, the new one, the Go Donald Jason Siegel. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, with eighties robot. Yeah. <laughs> Can I interest you in a? Map. Can I interest you in a tab cola or a new Coke? <laughs> just don't watch uh muppets most wanted that one is not good that's not good. no that is that's on uh netflix too right now though they both are yeah i remember that one being very bad <sighs> which i'm surprised because i thought disney was pulling all their stuff from netflix but i guess there's still some licensing agreements that haven't expired yet that they can't yeah, yeah they probably have pull, some kind of they can't pull it off of there yet um watch ghostbusters 2 which, while not as good as Ghostbusters 1, I still think is a fun movie. It's not bad. It's definitely not as good as the first one. And none of the guys seem to have the same chemistry quite as the first one. But I still really like it. I love all the shit with Vigo. Yeah, Vigo the Carpathian. 
it's one of those movies that it's probably a bad movie, but I still enjoy it because it has. A, I have a lot of nostalgic ties to it, but it's objectively bad. I think because we watched it so many times as a kid on like the VHS, oh yeah, or on cable or something. Like I've seen that like way more than I've seen Ghostbusters. I think. I, I, like I think I've seen I, Ghostbusters I too, right. probably twice as many times as I've seen Ghostbusters. I like I how the like... movie opens with them basically have worked themselves after they got rid of Gozer. They kind of worked themselves out of a job and they become like a joke. Yeah, I, but I, also I, like later in the movie, it says how they're they were like they got their license pulled like, and stuff, yeah, like, and like, like, like every, puts the everybody in, body there. Everybody in New York, including the mayor. And like his assistants, and the was like, "Oh, you guys, you guys are bullshit." Like, Did you, were you not around like three <laughs> years ago when literally there were hundreds of thousands of ghosts attacking the city? <laughs> like, yeah, did everybody like, just forget about that? Like the assistant commissioner was talking about how the walls, of the fifty-third precinct, were bleeding. Explain yeah. that. <laughs> but they're just like, okay, we don't need Ghostbusters anymore. I guess the ghosts have been busted. Bustin makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's still a fun movie. Rick Moranis is just so good. Doesn't Ghostbusters two have like a Bobby Brown theme song? If, yeah, if I think so. It yeah, it's yeah. terrible. I yeah. love that they hook up the, the, the Statue yeah. of Liberty up with a NES Advantage joystick. Hell yeah! And they fill it with the pink goo that that Ray made love to to make it happy goo. Yeah, did you guys? That's- did, if I recall, did you make love to it? Did you sleep with uh, it? <laughs> higher and higher also appears in that movie no less than 3,000 times. Yeah, that's that's re- basically how I know that song from watching that movie over and over. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ghostbusters 2, not bad. <laughs> uh, watch Drillbit Taylor. Oh god! I have not watched that movie. I think I saw that movie at a free screening with you and TJ. I yeah, did we not, we, I did we won screening, but we, we won, won trivia, right? We won tickets at trivia for like a preview screening, yeah. and I think Brian Taylor came with us. I think it was Brian. Yeah, yeah. That was but, that was back when we did the Showtime trivia thing, and we kept we got a bunch of like free advanced screenings. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that movie's not great, but it still has some funny funny little points to it it's like the the precursor for a uh, good boys yeah because apparently can... seth seth rogan had a hand in writing Drillbit taylor because judd apatow just let all his buddies write whatever they wanted and kind of shoehorn him into the, the movies well yeah because back um, then i feel like judd apatow made like 85 percent of comedies that came this is out. this is definitely kind of... this is definitely the worst one of all those like apatow adjacent movies but it's still not terrible but you can yeah. see where the influence is there for good boys 10 years later kids like cussing and yeah foul they, like, mouth hire, hire a guy to like beat somebody up or something isn't that the problem yeah, yeah, to, this... like, to teach them to, like, to be their bodyguard right or, like, yeah because these up. these kids are uh, getting their 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 first day of high school they accidentally wear the same shirt and the big bully in the school like sews their shirts together and calls them Siamese queers. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's a great there's a great oh, scene where like laugh at that anymore shit. No, but there's a great yeah. scene where oh, they go to the they oh, go I'm to the, they go to the they go to the principal like to like complain 
and the principal is Stephen Root, and they're like explaining it to him, and they say that, and he just like snickers. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to laugh, but it's rare that I hear something I haven't heard before. <laughs> it's, it's it's rare this job to hear new things. It's funny. It's I I was watching some old. Uh, it just reminded me. I was watching some old Howard Stern clips from like the E Show days. And they were like very flagrant about throwing around like homo and stuff. I was like, wow, times have really changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this is on like regular TV. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It was funny to me. I was like, God, 1998 uh, was a very different time. Yes. Um, watched uh, Starship Troopers. Nice. That movie Love it. Fun movie. That movie is fun. I love it. Um, <clears throat> that movie gets better every time I watch it, I think. I think my favorite thing about that movie is that the actors, except for Ironside and uh, Clancy Brown, are unaware that they are bad in it. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone's everyone really knows. trying their hardest. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't uh, understand that they're, like, yeah, Earth is the, like, invading force. Yeah. This uh, it, this will lead in a good into what I watched this week. Too. <laughs> About Paul Verhoeven. So, oh, Paul, you yeah. Showgirls. No, I watched the the. T- I will get into it when it's my my turn. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Showgirls is not bad. I haven't like, watched movie. it. Never yeah. seen it. Just seen out, parts of it, and I would whack off. <laughs> it. Yeah, parts it came, of it. When it came out, I whacked off to it a lot. Um, is that Demi Moore or is that um, no, Safe by the, the Bell? It's, it's Elizabeth it's, Berkley. Elizabeth Berkley and uh, Gina Gershon is in it as yeah. well. Demi Moore is striptease. And, and uh, Kyle McLaughlin is in that movie. Yeah. Does Kyle McLaughlin take his gear off? No. Well, yeah, but you don't see anything. It's, it's you know, they, they don't try. He doesn't hang dong. Mm. But Starship Troopers kills me. Like, it's so, it's so, like, you gotta, you gotta treat it, it's a comedy. It's not a. It's not like a serious war movie. It's a comedy. Like I'm laughing through the whole thing. Yeah, it's with all like the propaganda videos, and they're all just dressed. The, they're dressed like it, SS stormtroopers yeah, the whole li- time. Their outfits literally look like Nazi uniforms. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the like the big heroic moment in that movie is uh, Neil Patrick Harris going, "It's afraid." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, who uh, is it? Did we have a theory running that he's just bullshitting this whole time? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I, I heard describe you a theory. I someone talked about it, and I think it's a fascinating idea. Yeah, they brought it up that he's lying the whole time because everything that he claims that he knows is just like base level cold reading. In the room. Like, oh, this thing's scared. Like, okay, like, of course, you know, they just put a drill in it. Yeah, and I mean that would also go along with the whole idea of like them lying and. I know I probably bring this up every time somebody uh, mentions that movie. I know we've talked about it a lot, but like the fact that people don't get that all those white people in Buenos Aires are the children of Nazis, like, is hysterical to me, and I don't know why. Oh, it's it's super funny. Mm. Well, it's all, it's also funny that like, and I think Sean Sean can probably I don't God, you read the book too, didn't you? Yep. But like a lot, I remember when the movie came out, a lot of people that were fans of the book hated the movie. And I'm like, you guys. Yeah. Like you of all people should get what they're doing. Like I don't understand. Well, like the book though is expressly right. fascist. Like Heinlein's well, an interesting guy because Stranger in a Strange Land, I feel like is kind of like his mayor culpa for his whole life. Yeah, no, I I I definitely agree with that. But I'm saying like if you've read the book, you should oh, understand yeah, you how right 
fact, like what the what the, the movie is like a response to the book, and I yeah. feel like that alone should give you the perspective to understand what the movie's trying to do. Alec, you should watch a, if you get a chance, watch Starship Troopers three. You can skip two, but three is directed by the writer of the first one, the guy, one of the guys that wrote RoboCop. So it's like a lot more similar in tone to the first movie. And it's not bad. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it. There's a fourth one too. Oh, that Ooh. I didn't know. The fourth Speaking one of- is a, I, I think, yeah, I, I was reading about it when I watched it. It's a, it's a live, a- another live action with a Casper Van Dien, I think. Hmm. I know he's in the third one. Maybe I'm maybe I'm confused. Well, there's also like an animated movie somewhere in there, and I don't know if that's canon or not. So maybe that's part of the numbering. I'm not sure. Speaking of Heinlein, it's surprising they never tried to make a Stranger in a Strange Land into a movie. I feel like nowadays, where they're like buying up every fucking right, like you think that'd be something that they would try to adapt. Well, I think um, it's one of those things that's been optioned forever, and nobody like knows who has the rights to it anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I there is a the fourth book. the fourth one. It looks like it's like the CGI. It came out like three years ago. It's Starship Troopers: Traitor of Mars. Okay, did not. But it's see got that. Van Dien in it again. But I'm guessing it's a CGI movie. The one I'm talking about, I believe, is called Marauders, but I'm not 100. percent Yeah, that's yeah, that's the third one with a uh, Jolene Blaylock. Who's that? You. Uh, seven and nine. Seven, seven and nine. Oh yeah, she's hot. Apparently, her husband or like maybe ex-husband was like some kind of politician, and they were involved in some kind of weird like. That's sex how Barack break. Obama won the Senate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet. It's because of Q. Yeah, because of Q. Because no, of and, Q. Uh, anything, anything else? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because of Q. Yeah, Q, the QAnon, the people that are all about the kid stuff. Oh, I Q think Q from Star Trek. Or like Barack Obama. That was <sighs> Q's all like post Trump shit, dude. I yeah, mean, it was. Or Q. Oh my god. It was pre Q. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one more movie. It's called A Street Cat Named Bob. Hmm. It's, oh, uh, it about that, that meme, the little cat with the, the, the jacket and the hat and stuff. I don't know about the jacket and hat, but he wears a scarf. Yeah, a scarf. Any guy plays guitar. I've seen yeah, that. He, yeah, uh, meme. It's based like the meme. <laughs> the meme is based on either the movie or the book, which is based on true life huh. of a guy who was recovering from uh, heroin addiction, and this like stray cat came into his life, and like he, it, it gave him something to clean up and like live for. It's pretty. It's a pretty cute little oh. movie, and the cat is adorable. I love cat. I need to watch that. I love cat. Um. Yeah. It's on Amazon. 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 Um. That's all I watched. I'm sorry, DJ. Giggled. Uh. Hi. I watched uh, two things. Two uh, things. Oh. We already did it once. Uh, I. I again have been. Basically, all I've been doing with the, most of my life is playing Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so I've been hell like, you know, what's that? Was that a oh, hell yeah? I said hell So I've been in this kind of like, I wanted to watch something like Cyberpunk adjacent or like sci-fi, like in that kind of like dirty sci-fi kind of thing. 
So I was like, I don't know, I was in a weird mood Friday night. I was like, I'm going to watch the fucking Total Recall remake. That's mm. where the Paul, Paul Verhoeven connection comes. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, so when you go to make a remake, right, I guess the idea is, hey, so the Verhoeven version was pretty far away from the source material. So a lot of times now, especially nowadays, it seems like we're going to we're going to remake it, but we're going to make it closer to the source material. Right. Or we're going to re-envision it and do something like, you know, more to what the author would have intended or or you're going to make a riff off the film and kind of just go from there. Well, this does neither. This does like I don't even know why this is called Total Recall. This is like nothing. First of all, it's nothing like the short story. It's it's nothing like the the only thing that has in common with the fucking Arnold movie is that it has a chick with three tits. Hell yeah! Uh, apparently, you can show tits in a PG thirteen movie if there's three of them. If there's well, because it's, it's it's unrealistic. It's aliens. Two, two, no. But if there's three tits, PG thirteen. At this point, they're butters and cows are fine. Um. Don't they also have an elevator that goes from Mars to Earth or some shit? No, no. They have an elevator that... So, like, this fucking movie... So, first of all, he never goes to Mars. Uh, ever. Uh, no, everything's on Earth. Earth has become completely inhabitable. Uh, the only places that... Inhabitable or uninhabitable? Because it's currently inhabitable. Didn't I say uninhabitable? No, you said inhabitable. Oh, well, anyway. Uninhabitable. Uh... So the only places that are left are like the UK and Australia, yuck, something like that. And there's the UK a and the dirty UK. There's a bullet train that shoots you from uh, the two places that goes through the center of the Earth. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Um, this movie is the Planet Core. I'm sorry, I was like that every time they did it. The, movie. <laughs> the Planet Core. Uh, boss Nash shows up. <laughs> you take a the bongo to the planet. Where's the fuck? You know, Disney revealed all those stupid fucking Star Wars shows. Where's the Boss Nash show? They're gonna bury um, Boss Nash with Song of the South. Uh, anyway, so this movie is just like painfully generic. Um, there's like about a good ten minutes where you're like, oh, maybe this movie could do something interesting, and then it just nah. Like got Kate I, Beckinsale in it, so it can't it be any good. Kate Beckinsale, it's got Jennifer Beale, Jessica Beale. What's her name? Jennifer or Jessica? Jessica. Jessica. Miss Ju- uh, Mrs. Justin Timberlake. Hmm. Um, Britney Spears. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it sucks. It's fucking terrible. Brian Cranston plays like this like mustache twirling villain that's awful. Like, like what's the point? Uh, so basically, like uh, Colin Farrell is like a super spy that has like repre- like that they wiped his memory and then he slowly gets his memories back and now he's a super spy. And then Brian Cranston, so like the the like the place where they live is getting overpopulated. So he's going to use all his robots to to invade the other place that's inhabitable, and that's the whole movie. Robots? Yeah, he's got a bunch of robots. Robot cops. Cop. So cops. You might, you might want to robot. call them ro- robot. Robot cop. cop. <laughs> it's so nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. Uh, but yeah, this movie is awful. It's a uh, also it's like lens flary all to hell. Like every scene is. Did Abrams with, make it? it? It might as well have been. Like it's 
it's very bad and everything about like it's just it's just super generic and boring and it, it sucked i don't know why i decided to watch it uh but it's bad it's not like a hidden gem or something that like people overlooked it's just real bad and like uh What's his name? The alien guy, Dan O'Bannon, is like on this yeah. screenplay somehow. Like I don't. <laughs> it's he's dead, and I think he was dead when it came out. So I assume he has some kind of like based yeah. on character from such and such. Uh, well, and then the weird thing is, is that they don't they, in the in the credits they don't say this is based off of the Philip K. Dick story. They say it's inspired by, which I thought was a weird choice. Like, yeah. it's really awful. Uh, don't watch it. Don't even try to watch it. It's bad. It's we bad. almost had to watch it on the show, I think. Yeah, we almost picked it for some month. I forget which month it was. It almost came, We almost lost it. Remade. Oh, Remade. Remade. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, and then I also watched a movie that Sean watched as well, <laughs> VFW, uh, which is a Shudder original. Um, and it's basically... A grindhousey horror movie where all these old men fight a bunch of of like futuristic drug addicts, and it's like awesome. It's fantastic. It's insanely gory. Um, it's it's very short and to the point. The premise is very simple to understand. All of the old men have great chemistry. I thought it was shot well. The villain was like cartoonish and wonderful. I I loved this movie. I thought yeah, it was Stephen cool. Lang, William Sadler, and Fred Williamson. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. Martin Cove and George Went. It's everything you like and nothing yeah, and, you don't. And, and uh, what's the guy's name? I always forget. Sean Peter <sighs> Peter David. No, uh, Peter. Uh, oh, the guy the William. Yeah, uh, Luther from the Warriors. Uh, yeah, William Patrick Kelly. William Patrick Kelly is in it. <laughs> it's like the. It's like the T Bird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like the expendables for like B actors from the eighties. It's great. It, but it is so much fun. And like I, I I loved it from like the first like two minutes of the movie, right? So like the the you get a stat you get established the like the drug like the whole premise of the movie in the first like fifteen seconds basically, like the you're at this like drug den and the uh, the drug dealer is like, where's the stash? And they're like, oh, she stole it or whatever. And then, like, the drug dealer is, like, fucking around with it. Like, the, the drug, this drug, like, destroys your brain, like, completely and turns you into a zombie. And, like, he's got this addict, and he's like, oh, you want this? He's got some of the drug. He's like, you want it? He's like, go get it. And he throws it off this, like, balcony. And the, the fucking junkie just jump, jumps off of the balcony and the body hits, and it's like a great like dummy, bloods everywhere, yeah. and that's like your your intro. You're like cold open to, you, and then it's like cuts to the title card. I mean, it's yeah. like after that, I was like, I'm in, I'm fucking in. I lo- I loved it. it, fucking nine out of ten, fucking loved it. Fantastic Shutter original. I gotta go. This guy's made like three other movies. I gotta check him out. Uh, what is yeah, it's it's crazy how like our like character actors from then are like so much better actors than a lot of our leads nowadays. Stephen Lang uh, is so good in this movie. Oh, he's fantastic! Uh, like I told, I think I texted TJ. Like it made me retroactively want them to make a bunch of like eighties, uh, like to go back in time and make a bunch of Fred Williamson, Stephen Lang like cop movies. Yeah, because they have really good chemistry. Like everybody has good chemistry. And Sadler's really good. I thought the villain for a minute was CM Punk for like a, a minute. Um, 
I, I, you know, I agree with everything TJ said. The only thing, if I could give it a minor complaint, this might have been because I was watching it in broad daylight, is that they shoot it for like that VHS, VHS, not the movie VHS, but the format VHS aesthetic. And it's really dark. So if the room you're in is not super dark, it's kind of hard to see the gags and all the gore and shit. It is very dark. But it's a very, I think TJ brought it up, it's a very Assault on Precinct 13, uh, Rio Bravo, Green Room kind of in that vein of movie. Yeah. Now, I it, guess you hear about it. Just it's been advertised advice. a lot. Like, uh-huh. Shudder has been, been, I saw a lot of ads for it on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, I just saw the poster. I said to the TJ, just when I saw the cast, I was like, okay, this I'm watching whatever this is. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it really is fantastic. Like, Did I, it just come out on Shudder? Yeah, I think so. Like within the last couple weeks, but it's, uh, uh, incredibly short, uh, wastes nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's perfect. It's perfect for that kind of movie. All yeah. filler, no filler. It, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just it's just very very fun and uh, and like a lot of these a lot of movies nowadays like have kind of like I think of. Uh, what was that one movie where it was in the hospital? It's like Enter the Void. Is that the name of that? No, I think it's called The Void. Like that movie. There's a lot of movies now that try to like the the 80s horror aesthetic, and they it just seems like a bit like they're just doing a bit, and they don't try to make a movie. Like th- these guys, like they did both, right? Like they made the they made a schlocky 80s movie, but like they also made a good movie. It's like Turbo yeah. Kid. Turbo Kid's also like a good movie. Like on top eh. it is. <laughs> and, and and like they don't they it's like I think that's like the difference. Like I, I think a lot of times you you see a lot of these things that are like homages, but then they're like that's kind of where they stop. And this is actually like a solid movie on top of the homage. Oh, but I but I loved it. I loved it. Big rock, man. Death. I thought it was great. Uh, so that's all I watched. So, Gogs, you haven't gone yet, have you? Uh, no. I watched three and a half things. Three and a half, men. I watched, uh, the other half of The Color Out of Space. Yeah. And it, it's funny, where I stopped before the show last week, I was into it, and then from that point on, I ceased to be into it. (laughs) Like, it, I don't know what happened, but like, it became like, you were like TJ's an idiot. I love this movie. Well, I was really, I was really enjoying it, and then like I was even enjoying up to the weird like body horror stuff with the mom and the son, and then shit just kind of got kind of off the rails, and you've got uh, uh, Nick Cage just kind of getting a little too. I want to find some rocketsy about it, and it just got dumb. Um, you know, TJ did that to me once too, buddy. So don't uh, don't <laughs> feel bad. I was watching the Little Hours. Oh, I liked the Little then, Hours. Wait, I never saw that movie. I liked that. I liked the first half of it, and then TJ oh, oh. texted me, and he was like, "Hey, I'm getting on Call of Duty. Jump on, and we can play." <laughs> oh, oh, and I jumped on, and we played. And then when I went back to the movie, I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> it's your fault. You ruined. I was in a rhythm. I was in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the movie watching zone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> after you get a, after you get that first uh, that first strikeout and you just start rolling. I mean, you know, to be fair, there really is like a movie watching sweet spot that like, yeah, yeah, like you could take it in. Like there was also times where it's just like I don't feel like fucking watching this. 
I, well, I also see. right. And I think we've proven the point that if we were watching stuff together, stuff will get inherently a better like you know environment and mood I, impact. I, I think every movie that we've watched since the quarantine would have probably benefited, if not score wise, would have benefited all all of our enjoyment levels. Yeah, agree. I feel like. Even when Some of this watch, is like punishment to watch by yourself. I, I mean, it's tough. It's yeah. very this this movie in particular for me. I was like, I mean, I I was kind of happy because I was watching it like it was a slow day at work. So I pulled an old Gogs and watched it during work because I I could. Oh no, yeah. pulling a pulling a Gogs is just watching movies all day at work <laughs> and kind of doing some work and then and also why, wondering why your company is failing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, no one will ever figure it out either. I can't really. <laughs> we don't know. Alan Sharif's stock just started dipping from like 2003. All right. Just slowly going downhill. Now, what can I say? Netflix. Um, all right. So, so, so it, down there, or, it became like a monster movie. Then it kind of lost me. Um, yeah. I also watched Christmas Vacation. So everything Alex said is true. Movie bangs. Love that you know, movie. That movie, I, I watched the uh, the movies that made us. I watched the Home Alone one. And uh, Christopher Columbus was supposed to direct Christmas Vacation. Before he sailed the ocean blue? Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to direct Christmas Vacation, but after like a week on set with Chevy Chase, he just like left. He's like, I can't, I can't work with this guy. Apparently he's insufferable. Yeah. Like, and apparently so then, Beverly D'Angelo can't stand him. Chevy so Chase then, is hard to work with? Yeah, yeah, like he, like nobody likes working with him. He's really good in that movie too. Like he's, he's good in all those movies. He's good in most things that he's done. I can't people think just, of a bad just, Chevy Chase performance off the top people, of my head. People just don't like he's working great with him. In Sledge. His talk show was great. <laughs> what was that? No, he was bad. What was that movie where everybody's bad and it's like him and Aykroyd and um, Demi Moore where they go? Oh, no, is, it, is it nothing but trouble? Something like that. That's yeah. the one with the dick nose. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. one with uh, yeah, 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 with Digital <laughs> that, Underground. That movie rules. Yeah. I used to watch that movie on HBO all the time. That movie, that movie does movie. not rule. John, John, John Candy plays like three roles. He's like a that brother movie, and a sister. That movie yeah. rules when you're poor and you're bored, and you, all you can watch is that. Movie. Man, I, I've I've eaten fish sticks every day for a month, but I've never been so poor that I enjoy nothing to lose. <laughs> I just want my life. I thought the dick nose was funny. Oh, um, that movie. Oh, Sorry, guys. That. That's all good. You're You've not missing anything. That, For real? Oh, I thought you'd have seen that. No, I was poor, but not that poor. <laughs> um, I watched. I watched a great Christmas movie. I watched Jingle All the Way, a movie that I love more and more every time I watch it. And I feel like. I feel like Sinbad doesn't get enough credit for how funny he is in that movie. Like, he's legitimately hilarious in that movie. I feel uh, like it's a movie that a lot of people have kind of, like, turned the corner on. They have. Like, yeah. it was a joke when it came out, but somehow it's, like, reached some sort of weird status where it's it's in the rotation of stuff I have to watch every Christmas. There's a weird fan theory that I just read, like, a few days ago about that, that Sinbad's character in the movie, like, doesn't actually exist. Oh, it's, oh, it's, Tyler, it's all Tyler Durden. It's, yeah, it's all uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. It's like it's all in his head, like his demons that he's fighting. Wow, so it's Silent and Hill Two. Yeah, and I, I, I haven't seen it since then, but like they were showing like a whole bunch of different scenes where like uh, Sinbad doesn't actually like interact with anybody else. 
Well, he does steal his kid at the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not a good theory. I mean, I like it. I will say that Sinbad's hilarious in it, and it's it's funny to watch. Um, Phil Hartman. I was going through it. Well, Phil Hartman's funny in it, too, and uh, Tom Hanks' wife's a dime. But I was going through, like, the big list of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Like, this is the only one where it's like, he's a mattress salesman. Like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, he's not even, like, it's not like he's a computer programmer in True Lies where he's actually a spy. Like, he's just a regular-ass, gigantic mattress salesman. He must and have been just like, you know what? Unloading, like, all those, unloading all of those on his own. Right. Like, there's that. Uh, there's the, the, big, the big show's in it. The big show is in it as a giant Santa Claus and uh, the wrong Belushi, the Belushi, wrong Belushi died. Uh, fucking Jim Belushi's in it. Um, Jake Lloyd. Belushi. People saw Jake Lloyd in this and go, you know, he could be Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. He uh, was a kid, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other thing, at the very end of the movie, like when, when Schwarzenegger suits up, like, I don't think people appreciate the fact that they built a fully functioning flying combat armor for a parade. Like, it had a jetpack, it had launchers and boomerangs. Like, it was legitimately, like, it was it was frontline ready. And no one even noticed it. <laughs> frontline ready. Like, no it's, like the, it like, thought. it's like the Iron Man suit of yeah, that, it's like that the universe. Mark, it's a Mark I suit. It's like a Mark II. And they're like, yeah, just wear it for this parade, then give a kid a toy. And stand next to Booger from fucking uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, anyway, loved it. And then I also watched um, Possessor, oh, which had a much different Possessor. tone. Yeah. Than oh, that's right. You texted it. You texted about it. I forgot. What did you think? I loved it. I okay. really, really, liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's uh, fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, well, it is and- a Cronenberg. Right, but it's not like I mean I loved I I kind of lo- I I did enjoy like all the quasi body horror like symbolism of like this like the personalities melting away and merging together and that shit I liked the whole concept of the movie um, I I meant to look up if the main character if she, uh, the main character's not even she's not even really the main character I'd say the dude from uh, it, it comes at night is really the main character that's what that guy's from yeah, I was driving me nuts yeah good job Cox. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he's great in it. She's great in yeah. it too, but he's really good in well, it. She, um, she's from Mandy. She's the titular Mandy. No shit. No, it's the blonde hair that fucking threw me off. Yeah, okay. okay. Um. Oh, you know what? I think you mentioned that last time we talked about this movie. I I really liked it, and it's not as um, it's not as complex as I expected it to be. It's Jennifer Jason Lee though. Jennifer Jason Lee's outstanding. Yeah. She's so good in it. Like she is so. She needs to do more shit. Like she is so good in this movie. How gross um, is that Sean Bean scene? That was tough. Like that was like <laughs> fucking gross. I was like, like, like when she's like twisting. I was like, oh god, damn. Like because it was like so. Like you didn't actually see it, but you heard it, and somehow yeah. that was worse. Like hearing it was like. Oh, oh. Mm. I thought you said Sean Bean lived through this movie. He does, he does. but he oh. unfortunately, yeah, for him. not in the way like you like. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 super good, and uh, it's real fucking dark and depressing if you really 
take two seconds and think about it. Um, Did you like like the design though, like kind of the retro future? I fucking kind of- oh, I, I love. Well, it's not even the retro future. I, I was reading about it. It's happening. It's it's actually it's in the past. It's taking place in two thousand and eight. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just- yeah, and I love. I just love all like the old weird like like the sort of the spin on the tech, and just like I don't know like how um. Like the weird, like sort of helmet thing she gets in, sort of like kind of quasi biomechanical, like old school it was. Um, when like his job is to basically data mine people. Like I the thought data that- mining thing was such a weird concept. It's like when he walked in there, like we got you on drapes and curtains. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It's literally him just looking at people's, I guess, cell phones and baby cams, trying to determine what kind of curtains they have in their house for. Reasons that you get to see, like you know, some dudes What's grunt, so more... like plowing some hua. Yeah, more uh, curtain coupons and shit targeted ads. Yeah, I no, it was a like... idea. I, th- I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, it was great. I just love that. Like, I saw you bugged out of the mine. Like they talk about it, like it's a fucking coal mine. Like it's a fucking terrible job, which it is. Um, but no, I absolutely, I really, really, really enjoyed it. It's yeah, not I'm a movie I can recommend to a lot of people. I'm glad and you liked like it. I'm like Liz came down to say goodnight to me. I had to like pause it. She's like, "What are you watching?" Like something you'll have absolutely no interest in. You should check out his other Brandon Cronenberg's other movie, Antiviral. It's very good. Is that the one where celebrities get viruses and people want to get them? Yeah, basically. I'll give it a whirl. But yeah, a I really, movie. I really I've seen it on stuff. Amazon like a thousand times. It pops up. It used to be. It used to be one. Of, remember when Netflix first started streaming, like, and you could get it on like Xbox 360, and it was like new. Antiviral yeah. was one of those movies that was like always on Netflix. It was on Netflix forever. I watched it like back when their like streaming catalog was garbage compared to their disc catalog. Yeah, and yeah. like Antiviral was like one of the first movies I think I watched on Netflix, and uh, it's really cool. Like, it's a cool movie. I. I like Possessor a lot more, but Antiviral is a cool, like, it's definitely, it's still a fun, like, weird concept sci-fi movie. Like, I think Brandon Cronenberg is going to be, like, I, I mean, I think he's already proven himself, but, like, I'm interested in whatever he does from now on. Like, I think... He, he, was this his concept? Did he come up with this? I think he, yeah, wrote, I think he wrote it. Yeah, I think he wrote it. It's a fucking great concept. Like, it's... I mean, his dad. His dad was pretty good too. Like he, he, you know what I mean. Like he, he, he's not. He definitely the apple didn't fall far from the dick. Yeah, he looks like an apple <laughs> creep, though. Jesus Christ! Look, look at his dad, dude. His dad's not the most handsome man in the world. It's yeah, not but like he's he, not doing himself any favors. I mean, come on. Like, look at us. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were the hottest guys ever. And, we're know. also not making movies. If we were making movies, we get hot. He's not yeah. the fucking actor, though. He's a director. Like, look up directors. They're, like, they're not generally like you the mean, most like Academy Award winning director yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, well, yeah. handsome but, for a man. Right, exception to the rule. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, love director it. David look up, look Lynch. Louis Brunwell. Okay, David Lynch is pretty hot, but yeah. Look up oh, Louis yeah. Brunwell. His eye looks like he's gonna fall out every time you see him. Look up yeah, Fellini. Man. Yeah, a, a nice contemporary reference that people will get, like <laughs> Louise Buñuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's the first one I thought about, okay? <laughs> like, oh, Woody Allen. Woody, Woody Allen. You know what Woody Allen looks like. Is he a yeah, hot Anthony. guy? <laughs> Martin Scorsese, hot guy? I mean, maybe it's prime. prime Scorsese yeah. get you? <laughs> <laughs> I do love I love Scorsese in Taxi Driver where he plays that like sleaze ball that gets in the cab. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, all right, uh, what did we watch this week? I feel like, God, we're going super long. Sick was it? Because they get to do the talk. I want to watch a terrible Giants game that somehow Cleveland isn't. How does Cleveland score like 49 points against the Ravens, but they can only get a touchdown against the Giants? What the hell is that? Is everybody all right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like yeah. somebody got shot. Uh, uh, I mean, well, don't snitch. <laughs> Sorry. I'll edit yeah. out that part. It sounded like somebody had a good time. They're <laughs> <laughs> black. Uh, what did we watch this week, Alec? We watched uh, Dead Poet Society. I was a Dead Presidents. Dead Poet Society. I wish, I wish we watched Dead President Society. Um, yeah, it is a period piece set in 1959. This movie gave me a period. <laughs> I don't understand that. I love it, though. About a teacher who inspires a bunch of young boys. Boy, oh, the, the, uh, and Kevin Spacey has a cameo in it. Wait, where was he in this? He's, he's the science the teacher. Yeah, he's one of the teachers. Oh, I didn't notice. At the even very notice. beginning, where it's like, and it's due tomorrow. <laughs> no, that wasn't Kevin Spacey. It so was Kevin Spacey. No, it wasn't. That was, that was the fucking warden from fucking uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Nah, dude, that was Kevin Spacey. Mm, if only there was a way for you guys to figure I'm it out. I'm looking it up right now, asshole. Keep going. Um, we're, yeah, John Keating tries to inspire a bunch of boys to be free thinkers right. instead of uh, stuck up businessmen. Businessmen. And uh, bankers and whatever. Can we just call him John Keats? No, that's too on the nose. Right. What does John Keats do? I don't know. Keating work? Brilliant. There's your reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, which eventually leads to one of them killing themselves. Spoiler. From reading poetry. That's not why he kills himself. No. Because Red Foreman won't let him be an actor, read gay. But Red Foreman has got a lot of bodies on him. He's got several in Robocop. <laughs> he's got this one. He's got several in total. Wait, no, he's, no, that's Ironside in Total Recall. Uh, all those, all those kids in that seventies show, dude. There yep. should have been a scene in this movie where he was like, "Poets leave." <laughs> <laughs> Puts a hand grenade on Keating's desk. I was telling Stacy when we were watching it, like the first thing that I can that I've like actively recognized him in, like seeing him was that seventies show. So yeah, every time he talks, I expect him to say "dumbass." All right, so he was not going to be an. You're not going to be an actor. Dumbass. It was not Kevin Spacey, I guess. Or if he was in the movie, he was uncredited. The chemistry teacher was played by Joe Offberry. Man, that looked like an alias. Spacey, yeah, it's probably it's an alias for a guy named Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Spacey. So yeah, um, this movie. Uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so. The so these kids, I guess most of them have a bond from the previous year. They're at a boarding school in New England in the, like 1959. It's very stuck up, very uh, very stiff and stodgy. Um, yeah, the beginning of the movie when they're in like their opening like ceremony or whatever you want to call it. There's a guy there. There's like an old man there that literally looks dead. 
Like he's on yeah. the, he's at the right of the screen, and the whole time I was like, "Is that guy dead?" <laughs> like they, they bring up at, at, every year at that ceremony, they bring the most recent dead guy that used to go there. <laughs> and they just weekend it burning. Like, I was like, is like <laughs> is, I, I thought that, that guy was I've never seen this movie. I thought that guy was the fucking dead poet. I was like right. you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build a society around this guy. I mean he like I, I I'll have to I'm gonna try to find it and screen tap it and I'll put it in the post. Maybe I'll make it the picture. But like he literally just looks dead. It's like an old man just sitting there mouth agape. He looks like 140 years old. It's just like the most recent dead guy. <laughs> so when that when the movie opens, it opens with those bagpipes, and I actually Googled, and it worked out. I Googled, I was like, what's that bagpipe song is literally what I Googled, and it, it told me what it was. Scotland the Brave. That's the one that you always hear. That's not Amazing Grace. Bagpipes should be illegal. I love bagpipes. Shut your mouth. It's just it's an awful how much bagpipe music do you listen to on a day-to-day basis? More than you would expect. <laughs> All right, Alec. So how many poets are in this movie? And did they um, know? Follow-up question. Did they know it? And can they rhyme any time? <laughs> uh, seven. Oh, shit. And they kind of, they knew it by the end of the movie. Well, there was only six by the end of the movie. Yeah, and they meet really? in a blow, they meet in a blowjob cave, and they never blow each other. No, well, but they're, 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 they are looking at porn. Yeah, yeah. This movie would work a lot better for me if at least two of them were gay. Like, I like mean, not, not like, just statistically, statistically speaking, from a 1959 boarding school, I'm sure more than two of them were gay. Oh, I told T- I texted TJ. I was like, this movie should be nothing but them jerking each other off because you know that's all that was going on. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, yeah, uh, the teacher Robin Williams is the teacher John Keats or John Keating. Um, he hints at an or they find his old yearbook because he went to that same school, and in that yearbook they find that he was the president of the Dead Poet Society, and this group of this gaggle of kids decides to figure out what that is and they reform the dead poet society which means they go hang out in a cave in the middle of nowhere and read poetry to each other and also have drum circles and smoke and invent rap have drum circles and rap be be like at least mostly racist because like all the shit like they they, they talk the war paint i was like yeah, that Nuwanda thing is, is problematic. <laughs> yeah, they invented rap and simping in that case. <laughs> oh, Simping man. We gotta, dude, we got to get into the Omega simp that is this movie. <laughs> I kept getting him. There was two guys. It was that guy and the other guy. I kept getting them mixed up every other scene because they look exactly the same. All of them look the same. No, 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 no. There's the tall one. There's the dorky one. There's the redheaded one. There's the killed himself one. There's Ethan Hawke. And then there's the two guys that are the same guy. Well, killed himself guy and Wanda. Killed himself guy is the guy from House. He was House's buddy. On yeah, House. and one the guy uh, is from Sports Night. 
Yeah, yeah. he's from Sports Night. He's, from guy, he's on the... like he's a big Ravens and like Orioles yeah, fan. Uh, his name's Josh something or other. Josh, Not Josh Lucas. There you go. Is yeah. it the one guy? The guy that was like like super gay in uh, American Psycho? Isn't that one of the kids? The guy, the brothers. The guy yeah, that's like, so. that bag, Patrick. That guy. I think yeah. that's one of the kids. Yeah, it's wild right. to see all those guys as kids. Like even Ethan Hawke. Like they, it's funny. Last week we talked about how Ethan Hawke was way too old for the role. He's actually perfectly aged in this movie for training. <laughs> it would have made more sense. Yeah, I he feel was, like he Ethan was nine, He was nineteen has, when this movie was made. Wow. Yeah, I feel like he has seven lines in this movie. Like I feel like he he's barely has in, in it. it. But he doesn't talk like almost at all. I know no. it's the character, I guess, but yeah, yeah, because he's afraid of public speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, one of the characters is like he's obsessed with this girl, and then he goes to a party, and then he all like tries to sexually assault her, and then I thought we were gonna turn to kids for a second. <laughs> and it's so funny you said that. I was like watching it. I was like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna do a kids. Like to my a cast of the fucking friendly ghost. Don't wake up. Self, I said that. I was like, this guy, I need to watch a movie with the guys. Like, the guys had the same thought. But then he doesn't insult her. And then he realizes that her boyfriend is at the party and beats the no, shit. He out. always knew that a boyfriend was at the party. He just, just oh. shot his shot. That's not a shot. She was because asleep. He, the boyfriend was at the party because the party was at the boyfriend's house. Oh god! And then he's like the whole time. Also, this movie is like you know how um you know how like the the whole conversation about like incels and and how like cult society is kind of has has kind of uh, like drilled into uh, our heads that like the women women are a prize for like perseverance. Well, that's what this movie is like completely because the simp guy like does everything wrong, and then at the end she's like, "No, I love you anyway," and it's just like. Uh, he was like gonna kiss you while you were like passed out at your boyfriend's house. Like, what the fuck? There's a, yeah, clearly yeah. something wrong with this dude. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, but he likes poetry. So, um, uh, like, well, let's go through the other characters. He doesn't say anything the whole movie. Uh, you got House. House is funny. Ethan Hawke has the most like intentional gay scene in this movie. That's so like wildly unintentional. Most Top Gun, where he's reciting his like uh, his uh, stream conscious poem. It's like, what's the man doing? He's like choking me with his large hands. Like, Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> I got hard, but I don't think that was the intention of the movie. Yeah, uh, Alec, who is your favorite boy in this movie? Um, jeez, <laughs> don't make me pick one. I don't know. I would either. The actor or uh, or Ethan Hawke, I guess. Well, they've all got it's hard, it's impossible to remember their names because they all have names like Biff Havelstrap and like those like white Knox Overstreet, Knox Overstreet, who went on to discover the baseball card price guide. <laughs> discover, by the way, he discovered it, not, not created it. He discovered it. <laughs> he found <laughs> he found a fossilized baseball card book. Yeah, it was with all those Mayan prophecies. 
They're like Julio Franco rated rookie, three dollars. Also, what's a dollar? So the characters' names are Neil Perry, Todd Anderson, Knox Overstreet, Gail. I'm sorry, his that's his real name, Charlie Dalton, Richard Cameron, Stephen Meeks, Gerald Pitts. Gerard Pitts. Those are their character names. Uh, you know, I was kind of excited that we we're going to get a Robin Williams movie where I didn't think he would riff in the entire. Oh, movie. he riffs in but this. Then, yeah, yeah, he's got a little bit. It. He's got to do his like, oh, and then what would John Wayne sound like? And then what was like, oh man, come on. <laughs> you know, kids, Shakespeare was the original rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, uh, the kids aren't wrong. They shot the iambic pentameter. Um, so yeah, Alec mentioned the actor kid. The actor kid, House's buddy. Uh, he like I I don't see how you can watch this movie and not see how his character, like all joking aside, like his character is coded like super gay, and acting is just being gay. And Red Foreman will not have it. Like I I don't think that's me like going too far into this movie. <laughs> Like maybe no. I maybe I'm making it more interesting of a movie than it is. I think you're right, but this movie came out what eighty nine or ninety. They had gay characters in movies. Like if that was the intent of the movie, I and I think it is. It's incredibly pussy. Yeah, no, I think they would have. Lean, I honestly think they would have leaned into it a little bit more. I think it's little. It's more just him defying his dad and something his dad doesn't like. Unless yeah. they're trying to frame it in like the. I don't know the, but they the, picked, the, the they picked, lens of the time, which is the you know with the late fifties, early sixties, where you had to be right. super closeted. But I didn't think they, they picked a Midsummer's Night Dream and they gave him the gayest character in the play. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Hawk the fairy is gay. <laughs> <laughs> More like a Midsummer's Night's Queen, am I right? And we recite poetry and let the words flow down our tongues like honey. Like it's just like okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> cool <man. laughs> We're straight. <laughs> because boys, you need to understand poetry is all about getting pussy. <laughs> he does basically say that. He yeah, does, well, he says he exactly says it. Like he doesn't say pussy, like would be Well cool. he was a thigh man, so it's all about yeah. getting thighs. So, yeah. So eventually House's buddy kills himself, and then the school blames Robin Williams. And uh, yeah, because Robin Williams invented free thinking. Right. Yeah, yeah, because Robin Williams had the audacity to tell House's buddy that he was like a good actor, and then then basically the school like kicks is is uh, kicks out Robin Williams, and then all the students stand on their desks and say, "Robin Williams, okay. you're." You're a cool dude, bro. And then they that's the that line from Parks and Rec. What? Captain, my captain. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. You, yeah. know, you know what's a better version of this movie? Is uh, Renaissance Man, the Danny DeVito horror movie. I was thinking, about, I was thinking like, so one of the issues I have is like the movie, like the ending of the movie, I feel like sort of unresolved. Like I was expecting, I, I'd seen this movie before, but I, I thought I remembered more. Like the end of like Sen of a Woman, where they basically had like the trial at the private school, yeah. and then you get, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I figured there'd be something more where like Robin Williams would get, you know, kind of put up there, and then then there would be some sort of like call to his defense. I, I don't even. But it's understand really like it's this... just like you're still fired, 
I don't understand like the the finale of this movie almost at all because the movie it's like the whole movie they're defending Rob Williams like haven't you learned anything from Mister I forget what his name is now Keating, uh, Keating yeah and uh, yeah, haven't you learned anything from Mister Things Fall Apart but uh and like it's building up to like an I am Spartacus moment at the or like where they all like don't turn him in but they all do except one who kind of sort of doesn't. Right, like, like there should be more. Right, right. You think there'd be more of a call to his aid, and then right, like, and then they like they like, would show the school the like the the error of its ways, but it's more of like a subtle personal victory for him, I guess, because he he touched. He I mean, touched I, these boys. I think it ends on. I think I think it ends on a on a more realistic note on what kids would actually do. Yeah, Just stand on I their mean, desk, I, and be idiots. Like, well, they would. Maybe not that part, but they would actually just like sign the thing to make their parents happy and not get like, kicked out of I, school. I and... guess my issue, like, I get that, but I guess my issue with it is like the kids are so gung ho about him. They don't even like, they don't even seem to put up any kind of resistance. You know what I mean? They're, they're almost children. like, yeah, we gotta like, do gotta, it. Like, like, they're still, I mean, the one kid gets expelled and the rest yeah. of them, I mean, you gotta think about it. They're probably what? They're either freshmen or sophomore. I mean, they're like, well, they're all probably going to get expelled after fucking standing on the desk at the end of the movie and screaming what at what I'm saying. Like, they're playing 15-year-olds. Like, a 15-year-old doesn't have... You know, it, give a 15-year-old a fair amount of agency. Give Two of them had enough agency, one to get expelled, one to kill himself, and then the rest of them are probably doing the best they can do. And the one that's trying to show as, mu- as, as much spine as he can is Ethan Hawke, and at the same time, you're still getting catching shit from home, so... You hang out with a lot of 15-year-old guys? Uh, well, who doesn't? Hmm... <laughs> 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 you ever try Uh-oh. to organize a pickup baseball game? You need dudes, and fifteen-year-old dudes are the ones that don't have. They're, 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 they're everywhere. <laughs> they're readily available. They're all over the internet if you look in the right places. Oh, oh, underage oh, no. men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use the right terminology, please. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into five months of I uh, I'm gonna say I didn't hate Robin Williams in this movie. I liked his character in this movie. I thought he, I thought, I thought he was good. Riffing, uh, a, riffing aside, I liked his character. I don't know. He was fine. I thought he was fine. I, I don't know. I didn't really have any connection. Well, I'll get into it. Uh, Ethan Hawke is barely in it. Like it's really the the, the guy the the house boy. Neil, yeah, whatever. the house boy is the main character. He's the lead. Yeah, I feel like he's the lead boy. Yeah, not anymore. But when this <laughs> came out, Ethan Hawke wasn't anybody, was he? No, this was like one of his first movies, I think. Or Jesus no, Christ, I guess he was see... in a Explorers and some other stuff. Did you guys see that Derek Henry stiff arm from earlier today? They just showed it on TV, like slapped the guy and knocked him over. Sorry. Oh, they're sh- I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah this was, oh this my was god. This- Dude, that guy's got to retire. That guy's got to retire after He's that. He's got to come back and like kill him, like to save face. <laughs> that guy. That's like the. That's not even the first time Derrick Henry's done that this year. Yeah. Uh, tune in for the Molehole Football Podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, all right, five knuckle shuffle time. Uh, Alec, is your pick? You go. Hmm. Um, I kind of like this movie. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a seven. It uh, 
it's not perfect by any stretch and it has faults, but I don't know. Like I was I enjoyed it and I was like captivated by the story. All right. I really liked uh <clears throat> I mean I like I like Robin Williams. I just think Robin like yeah, he can be tedious at times, but but overall, like I like Robin Williams. I was trying to think of a way to to shoehorn him into a Robin Williams month, but I can't. Uh, I'm sure you'll come up with. Something. I've been working on that for like weeks. I'm in my lab. I thought we, <laughs> I thought we did a Robin Didn't Williams we? month. I thought but we, it, we just watched Bicentennial. Man, <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just keep a. Uh, I, I, I set can... up. I sit up in my laboratory, and I just have like a word board, like the, uh, <laughs> like the magnet, like the magnets that they use for like live fantasy football drafts. And I'm just constantly moving them around, sticking them, trying to make puns for uh, for months. How about Good Morning Viet November? Oh, are you watching the game right now? Why do they have yeah, the angry man. video game nerd breaking down playoff chances? Because it looks like he's good at math. Sorry. Why don't, why don't we just do Hangtober and we can just do all actors oh. that strangle themselves to death? God damn. Hung July. All right. So a seven from Alec. Bro, yeah, a seven. A seven. I, uh, I enjoyed oh. it. And you I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, Gogs. Try to get uh, another another good score before the two before actually, the two low ones. It's actually also uh, it's also a, a seven for me. I, I as like good it. as Repo Man, as good as Repo Man. Also I, as I good as Trading Day. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like I I enjoyed it. I wish I, the ending still feels a little undercooked, but the rest of it I liked, and I like you know I thought Robin Williams performed. I thought the performances are pretty good. I liked Robin Williams' performance. I thought the guy who played Neil was uh, was was solid. Ethan Hawke doesn't really do anything. The other guys are kind of interchangeable or whatever. But um, and and the one guy's a little rapey. But all in all, I like I enjoyed watching it. I didn't. I wasn't slogging through it. I didn't hate it. Um, and you know, I, it's uh, I don't. I, I don't know. It's got good. I, I enjoyed it. I sat there and go, okay, good time. Science, science. I like science. I like poetry. I like the um, art. I mean, I I enjoyed the. Uh, I really, I really did enjoy Robin Williams' performance in it. I thought, you know, he his character was, you know, fun. So there we go. So we got two sevens, and then let's go to Sean for a two or maybe a one. I'm going to give it a one. I, I outright hated this movie. It's fucking like competency porn for rich white kids that are too afraid to tell their dad they're working on the school newspaper. Like, it's just so fucking trite and boring. And like the stakes are like incredibly low. And then there's a suicide to raise the stakes because the movie's so fucking boring. And like 80 minutes, it's like Rocky four with all this fucking montage of them just dicking around. Like it's, it's like, you know, they're trying to show their feminine side for guys that are incredibly fey to begin with. Like, if this movie was in a military school, like, if it was TAPS or something, maybe it would make a little bit more sense. But they're already at, like, the, like, precipice of being gay at the fancy boys boarding school. Like, it doesn't 
they don't gain anything from the poetry. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like a contrast in characters. It just makes soft men somewhat more eloquent. Like I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> like it's it's a sissy movie for soft boys that have never had anything bad happen to them. That's why it's so good. <laughs> anyway, TJ. Uh I don't I am soft. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. I'm going to be more generous this movie. This movie's a two for me, but I'm also willing to understand that I think this is just, this is like a genre of movies that I'll never like. Like, this is just not for me. Like, I I talked about it uh, way back when we watched, what was that movie with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro, and I called it a parent's movie? Was it The Um, Hunt? Was that what that Hunt? Yeah. a hunted, but remember, I told you that there was like a genre of movies that, like, it would just be like your parents would watch them and they'd be content. And like, this is like a more, this is like the it's adult the, contemporary the movie. Yeah, this is the more like intellectual like version of that. Like, this is just an unoffensive drama. That's like okay, this is our like drama piece. Like I, I don't know. Like I just, it's not my kind of movie. Like it's not something I would. I would ever watch. I don't feel compelled by anything. Um, it, it, like, I don't know if it's bad. Like, I don't think it's like, I don't think all the <laughs> performances are like bad. Yeah, it's not like incompetent. No. It's just and it's like, like, yeah, it's well shot. Like the music, the, I, I will say the one thing I think is actually bad in this movie is the music. Like there, there's like weird musical cues. Like there's a scene uh, towards the middle of the movie where they add this like weird sort of like tension music and I don't understand why it's in there. It felt like I'm an editing mistake. Well, I know uh, you're fucking bored if you're paying attention to the music stings. It's shit oh, we yeah. never talk about. Like, yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's not... It, again, it's competent. It's just not... I don't find it very interesting. Like, I didn't really... Again, it's just something that... I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's a movie that I would ever watch. Like, it's just not for me. Um, so it's a two for me with that caveat, I suppose. Also, Sean, I think, told me that this one best screenplay in like did. 98 or whenever this came. When did this come out? 95? Like 89. 89. Oh, God, I was way off. 89. Uh, I will say that I think Robin Williams is pretty good in this. Robin Williams is always better in dramatic roles. Like, I think he's he's good in the role he's given. I don't think any of the kids really stand out. Like, I don't think they're bad, but. I think Sean or or uh, Gog said it earlier, where they don't you can't remember any of their names because I don't really feel like they stand out. Like besides the one being a rapist and the one being gay, <laughs> and then the one that doesn't talk. But like you don't really like I don't know they don't really like really stick with you. I don't know. It, it, I don't know what that is. I think it's more the characters. They all kind of feel like the same. They all seem like it like. Uh, variations of a theme they're all kind of the like there's also the, like i don't i'm gonna cut you off but i'm thinking about it there's no like real conflict in this movie besides uh clarence boddicker who drops in and out you know what i mean like this I mean, the school- whole thing's supposed to be like you know i mean the whole uh, ostensibly the whole thing's supposed to be you know think for yourself and be your own person and don't yeah, just but- be this peg this this peg that your yeah, parents I, I get that but like you don't really see it much in the movie there's a little bit in the beginning where they do this the fucking uh the Green Lantern Oath or whatever. And even when they're like in their fucking around in the class and the teacher sticks his or the whoever the headmaster sticks his head in, that's like a scene that's set up for like, 
oh, what are you doing? This wild card teacher, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't really get that. It kind of, they just kind of dumped that in at the end, which, like, I, I understand because I understand the way movies are structured, but they don't do a very good job of explaining it in the narrative of the movie itself. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. And this is, uh, maybe this is, this is definitely not a maybe. This is definitely me bringing more of my, like, uh, you know, real life lived experience. But, like, all these kids are rich. Like, they're all fine. They'll all be fine no matter what. Like, even the kid that killed himself, like, he killed himself because he couldn't go be a doctor. Like, well, apparently, I mean, what they said in the movie was he wasn't rich. That was the whole point of yeah, it. Was part of his right. But then they cut they cut to his house, and it looks yeah. like a wild well, I mean, house from weird you vines. Literally, yeah. you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be pumping gas and get 4,000 <laughs> square feet in three acres. I think I said it the other day. In the 50s, you could be a cashier at Woolworth, have two uh, two cars, a house. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just it's a it's a no for me, dog. It just wasn't for me. But I again, like, I don't think it's like uh, it's not like actively like terrible. It's just I just find it boring because I can't connect to this like the material. Like it's not there's nothing I really respond to from the material. That's all. You and me are gonna go meet in a cave and read some Walt Whitman, and we'll change your mind. <laughs> I mean, I've read Walt Whitman. Like, I don't, I don't really care about poetry. You can grasp my ass, Walt Whitman. <laughs> uh, what, what about some Robert Frost? Hey, you want some snow? <laughs> uh, we discussed this before, and I told you no. no. <laughs> I, got, I like, I like uh, literature, but I've, I've never really been like a poetry guy. Maybe that's the problem. Like, I don't. I don't know. They should remake this with like slam poetry. Then maybe I'll be uh, interested. Well, they kind of invent slam poetry in this, right? Like the yeah, one like guy if, is like kind if, of, the, if John Keating is renamed, I, I don't know, whatever, like a Robert Frosting, and <laughs> is played by Most Def. No, no, call no, me you back. Got to get uh What's the one guy? Common. Common's got to oh, yeah. get. <laughs> the guy who directed this is directed who brought up Gallipoli he directed Gallipoli oh shit that was me <laughs> he, directed, really? he directed Gallipoli he directed Witness he directed oh, really? Truman the, Show and Witness Master the, Commander Wit- Witness yeah. Master the, uh, Commander slaps that movie yeah, that, bangs that was the number one movie on movies with absolutely no women in it <laughs> This guy, this, guy has, this guy has a he has a modus operandi <laughs> or modus operandi guy. Oh man! He anyway. also directed the Andy McDowell Gerard Depardieu vehicle green card. Oh, I must, I must have missed that one. Mm. Uh, anyway, all right. I think that's it. I I don't know. What do you guys think? Year end show. So we have we have two options. I'm we can do the year. We can do the year end show. Suicide Pact. Next week, <laughs> in, <laughs> and then we miss, and then we miss a, mo- a week of, uh, what's it called? This month, Duck I don't Hawk. I don't mind. Or we push it a week and do it the first week of January, and we miss a month of January. No, I'll give up my month. Of- again? Jetly. I'm oh, definitely no, no, punt on Ethan Hawk. <laughs> I will give up. I will give up my Ethan Hawk pick. For no, no, no. Week. We gotta see. We gotta see Romeo must die and or cradle to the grave. Oh, oh, we're gonna see both. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and the one. Or, I love the one. Yeah. Well, you, somebody's also got to pick Unleashed too. Oh, Unleashed, Unleashed is good. Two? Unleashed well. is good. Heroes yeah. good. What's the other one that's good? Um, 
Legend of the Black Mask or Black Scorpion? Which one is he? In? Black Mask. Okay. What's the one where he's like the the, the fighter that represents China? Basically, like the world fighting tournament. Legend, not legend. Legend. Fearless. 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 Yeah, that movie. Fearless rad. is great. All right, so that's what we'll do. Uh, so, guys, this is more inside baseball, but you fans get to listen to this. We got to come up with a new list because the old prompt's going to be off, right? Because we're yeah, I still I have the email from last year. Yeah, still I think I still have it. Okay, um, so I'll go through and edit it. Sweet, and then send it out. Like okay. we can still do a best of we've seen this year because we've all seen some stuff. Yeah, from this year, it just won't be like it just won't be like a top ten. It'll be like a top three. What if yeah. we do? What if we do the best movies of the last five years since we top five of the last five since we've been doing the show for five years? I don't want to. Oh, that's not good because I don't remember what I liked. Yeah, I, I, my brain doesn't work that good. All right. <laughs> okay. I literally have to look up stuff from this past year. It's the greatest movie of all time. It's it's Dead Poet Society. Nice. Greatest movie of all time. And why is it Caligula? and Salmon. Why is it Caligula? Slam and I almost decapitated him because I'm an athlete. <laughs> I, I still think the Slam and Salmon's hilarious when they realize that like two thousand yen is only like two hundred bucks, and he's like, oh, oh, "Wait, fifty thousand yen cha- or fifty? That's uh, that's two hundred dollars. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand yen. No, 50, what's the difference? No, fifty thousand yen is like five hundred bucks. Oh. <laughs> ah, so that movie's pretty. Uh, his, his, like his ah, so is so good. <laughs> Caracas, yeah, the dragon, the, the, the dispute in Beirut. That was pretty good. Who's guy meat drapes? Have a nice Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate, and if you don't, go fuck yourself. Yep. Oh, next yeah. next week, you get to hear the Mollies. That's right. Do 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 do. It's the Mollies in 2020. Everything sucks. Ooh, I'm going to clip that. That's going to be our intro song. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't get sued by real big fish. <laughs> uh, they sue us in more like real big dicks. <clears throat> okay, right. good night. <laughs> Later, boys. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Fishmas. Merry Christmas. Latabit. See ya.